And a good day to you. Hello, Mukuru. This is Pastor Mark with Touch of God. And uh, I'm going to start off again this week, like we did last week, praying over you, for you to receive wisdom and understanding and knowledge. So I'm going to read out part of Ephesians chapter 1. It's verses 17 to 23. And this is what I pray over you, that God would allow you to uh, receive and he will open up your eyes and your heart and understanding the word of God today. And there will be no confusion. There will be no distractions while you listen to this program. So Ephesians chapter 1 verse 17 says that, and this is the English Standard Version, the ESV. Verse 17, that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give you the spirit of wisdom and of revelation in the knowledge of him, having the eyes of your hearts enlightened, that you may know what is the hope to which he has called you, what are the riches of his glorious inheritance in the saints, and what is the immeasurable greatness of his power toward us who believe, according to the working of his great might, that he worked in Christ when he raised him from the dead and seated him at his right hand in the heavenly places, far above all rule and authority and power and dominion, and above every name that is named, not only in this age, but also in the one to come. And he put all things under his feet and gave him as head over all things to the church, which is his body, the fullness of him who fills all in all. So as we look at Ephesians chapter 1, verse 17 through 23, we are praying over you today that you would have the eyes of your hearts enlightened in verse 18 so that you would know in verse 18 what is the hope to which he has called you, what are the riches of his glorious inheritance in the saints, Remember last week on the last week's program, we talked about the fact that we are saints, we are sons and daughters of the Most High God. If we are believers, if we have given our life to Jesus, if we have received Jesus as Lord, Jesus gets to save us one time. He's our Savior one time, but He seeks for us to be confessing Him as Lord in our lives every day, not just one time at that altar. Not just that one time when you gave your life to him. Jesus needs to be Lord in our lives every day. Amen. Verse 19. And what is the immeasurable greatness of his power toward us who believe? That means you cannot measure the greatness of God's power toward us believers. According to the working of his great might that he worked in Christ when he raised him from the dead and seated him at his right hand in the heavenly places. You may say, well, what is the greatest miracle that God ever performed? Was it the healing of the blind man? No, I would say that it was the raising of Christ from the dead, and seating him at his right hand in heavenly places, according to verse 20, because he worked his great might for that, according to verse 19. So it's important to understand you becoming born again is an excellent, amazing miracle, and it's the, it's the best thing for you, and it's the best thing for everyone around you that has to live with you, amen? If you are born again, you're going to take on the characteristics of God, and people are going to see the light in you. 
over time, as you read God's word, as you spend time with him, as you pray, as you seek him with all of your heart, you will find him. That light will come, will be shone from you in your speech, in your smile, in doing good, uh, in laying hands on the sick, uh, casting out demons out of people, raising the dead, doing just what Jesus did. Except Jesus also said that we will do the same works and greater because I go to the Father, Jesus said. And we know that when Jesus went to the Father, he sent the Comforter, the Holy Spirit, your promise, the promise of God to you that he would give to you. And we talked about that last week. Not only does Jesus now indwell in you, not only does the Father, but also the Holy Spirit. And it is important to become baptized in the Holy Spirit so that you may show the miracles of God with power, with the fire that they talk about in the churches. Amen. And if you want to understand about the baptism of the Holy Spirit, I will go into it in greater length in a later program. Uh, but is it important it's, if you simply ask the Lord, Lord, please baptize me in your Holy Spirit right now. If your heart is willing, if your heart is seeking the Holy Spirit, then believe that you've already received. Just believe it. Just receive the precious gift of the Holy Spirit that God has already provided to you and offered to you. If I give you a gift at Christmas time or any day of the week, I hold out the gift to you, what do you have to receive it? You have to take your hand and you have to come and grab it from me. Take it from me. God is always offering us everything. He's blessed us with every spiritual blessing in heavenly places, but we have to receive it. And all we have to do is know that when we ask, we receive. When we ask with the right heart, with a heart of the right intent, then we shall receive. Amen. And the evidence of being baptized in the Holy Spirit is that ye will be able to freely speak in an unknown tongue God's heavenly prayer language that he, that he paid for through his son Jesus to give to you so that you may do greater works on this earth. And we will go into greater length at another time. But Acts chapter 2 is a chapter that you want to, to seek and study on the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Amen. And also 1 Corinthians uh, chapter uh, 13, 12 and 13 as well. But I, I implore you today, not just to give your life to Jesus, but to also receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit so that you may walk about the streets of Mercuru, laying hands on the sick. God will uh, be able to flow through you. The, Holy, the power of the Holy Spirit will flow out of you into the other person and then life of God, that light that we talked about, the life and light of God will go into that other person, and that which is what that other person's body really needs to become well again. And they will be healed according to your faith, if they do not believe, or if they do believe, then you will see the healing occur as well. Amen. Uh, Jesus said, according to your faith, be it unto you. So in uh, Ephesians chapter one, we see that God used his great might, that he worked in Christ, verse 20, when he raised him from the dead and seated him at his right hand in the heavenly places. Far above all rule and authority 
and power and dominion. First of all, understand that Jesus is now in heaven, but he's also in you. And it's important for us that those of us who think analytically and logically to not try to get too caught up in how can he be in two places at the same time? Well, he's God. God is omnipresent. He's everywhere. But he is in you and he is in heavenly in heavenly places. He's seated next to the Father. And that's what we need to believe because that's what the Bible says. God has set Jesus far above all rule and authority and power and dominion. That means all the power, all the ability of the devil and all the demons and all the all the evil. Jesus is above that. And he's not only above that, but he's above every name that is named, according to verse 21. And remember, the Bible also says that we are seated in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. So we are seated there as well. So we are on the earth, but we are also seated next to God in Christ. This is very important because when you understand that the devil is beneath you positionally, then you will have a different perspective on God versus evil and who you are in relation to both of them. You are God's son. You are God's daughter. You are a child of God. And you can tell the devil to leave your household. You can tell the devil to uh, stop stealing from you. But at the same time, understand, trust God by faith that God will provide for you. It isn't always the devil stealing from us. Sometimes we just make poor decisions. But the Bible also says that God works all things together for good to those who love him and according called according to his purpose. So even if you make a mistake, so to speak, do not worry about it. Do not fear. Do not be anxious. Be anxious for nothing, Jesus said. Because God saw the mistake from before the foundation of the earth that you would make. And he is going to work that for good. If you love him and according to our uh, accord according to his purpose, which we are as saints of light, amen, as his children, as his sons and daughters. Verse 22, and he put all things under his feet and gave him as head over all things to the church, which is his body, the fullness of him who fills all in all. Remember, Jesus' name is above all names. So if you know about the name of cancer, if you know about the name of diabetes, stomach problems, arthritis, spinal injury, paralysis, whatever you name, Jesus' name is above it. He has already bore your sicknesses. He's already bore your diseases. By his stripes, you were healed, the Bible says. Isaiah 53 verse 5 says, by his scourging, we are healed. The scourging of the whipping post. That means that I can speak life over you today as a saint in light. I can speak life. I can I can believe by faith that God wants to and already has healed you. And when I believe by faith and I and I focus on the sickness that's causing you oppression, then it will go. It has to go, because because Jesus already bore the sickness that you're carrying. That means that you're not supposed to be bearing it a second time. Imagine a burglar that steals from a person's home, a person's house. The burglar is not allowed in that person's house. That's why he's a burglar. He's a, a, a thief. He comes to steal. But a police officer, 
his or her job is to come over and arrest the burglar from the house and take him to jail, take him to prison. Because the police officer wears a badge. And the badge may say the Mukuru police or whatever your police force is there. And he has the authority in the name of the Mukuru government, in the name of Nairobi, in the name of Kenya, whatever the district is, he has the power in the name of that authority to go in their name and arrest the burglar from that person's house. Now, I want you to imagine the same thing, but in a body of a person and healing. So a person is sick. The person's body is their house, and the sickness is the burglar. You as a Christian are the police officer, and you don't wear the badge of Nairobi or Mukuru police. You have the badge saying saying the name of Jesus, the name that is above all names. And you go over there to the person's body and you arrest that sickness. You command it to leave the person's body. Just as the police officer commanded the burglar to leave the person's house. But you do it in the name of Jesus instead of the name of the police force. Our authority in Jesus, in Christ, with our new identity that we've been talking about for the last couple of weeks. Now that we are born again. And this applies to not just people who have just become saved or born again, but people who have been saved a long time. You have the same authority in Christ, in the name of Jesus, that you've always had since you gave your life to Jesus. So it's important that we do not hide our light under a shade, a lampshade. It's important that we don't put our light under a blanket, but we let our light shine upon men as Jesus told us to. Be encouraged, saints. Be encouraged today that you can do all things through Christ who strengthen you. You may feel defeated, but you are not defeated. You are in Christ, and what you need to do is focus on the promises of God, who you now are in Christ, that you can speak against poverty in your household. You can speak that you shall live and not die in the name of Jesus. You shall speak that you will understand that you will hear clearly from God. My sheep know my voice, Jesus said. So the important thing is to read the word of God, to understand who you are, but to spend time with him so that he can, you can hear his voice. God is always speaking to us, but we are not always able to hear him because we hear other things going about our daily lives. And if we do not spend enough time with him or any time with him, then it's rather like you're listening to a radio station, uh, you're listening to music, and someone's trying to talk at the same time who's right next to you, who's right inside you, trying to speak to your spirit so that you can hear his voice. And because the radio, the music on the radio is up too loud because of these other distractions in your life, you cannot hear them at all, or you can barely hear them, and you don't really recognize them. Or you believe that this voice you're hearing is your own voice, so you just put it off as, well, that's just me thinking that. That's not God talking to me. But I want you to pay attention, because this is a very important lesson I learned as a new believer. Your spirit that God gave you, when God speaks to you, More often than not, most of the time, the thoughts you have, 
you hear in your own voice. So you think that you're thinking them. But the more you study the Word of God, the more you understand who you are in Christ, the voice that you hear, you will now see, is actually the Lord Himself speaking to you. Sometimes it will be a still small voice. Sometimes it will be your own voice. It is different for some people. But most often it is you think a thought and it is actually God trying to show you you need to do this or turn left or go back or uh, he might give you a picture of something. God is always trying to communicate with you for your own good or the good of someone else that you can help. He's always trying to reach the lost. God is always trying to uh, rescue people like we were talking about earlier. So he wants to use you like he used his prophets of old, like he used his disciples, like he used Apostle Paul to spread the good news. Jesus was our example and is our example. Amen. He went about doing good according to Acts chapter 10, uh, verse 38. Acts chapter 10, verse 38. He went about doing good, healing all who were oppressed of the devil, for God was with him. So God is with you and he wants to use you in in many ways if you would just seek him and allow him to do that. Remember, God does not violate your free will. You have to make yourself available to him. Uh, but often he will guide you, you know, uh, by his Holy Spirit. So to a certain place to help a certain person. And you didn't necessarily hear a voice or recognize the voice but you had a thought that maybe you should go to a particular location, like a, sp- a specific shop down the, down the road. And you meet a person, and that person is really depressed, and you pray for them, and you, and you touch their shoulder, and they feel better because they had a problem with their shoulder. They, you pray for them because of their depression. You command their depression to go. But you lead them to the Lord and tell them the good news. Tell them about Jesus. Tell them your testimony. Because your testimony is powerful. Because people can relate to you, even if they don't understand God yet. They can say, well, if God rescued this person, then they can rescue me. So today I encourage you, be open to be used by the Lord. And spend time with Him. Amen. Also last week we were talking in 1 John chapter 4, verse 17. By this is love perfected with us, so that we may have confidence for the day of judgment, because as he is, so also are we in this world. That means, as he, Jesus, as he is, so also are we, that's us, in this world. Us, you know, we in this world meanings saints. Christians, believers, born-again Christians, that's you and me who have given our lives to Jesus. Because Jesus, as he is, as Jesus is, so also are we in this world. Remember, we are to grow up into Christ, to not be God, but to be as Jesus. So we we are supposed to be like Jesus, and we are supposed to be doing the same works and greater Jesus told us to do. So it's very important. So in, in Ephesians chapter chap, uh, Ephesians chapter 4, verse 11 to 16, again, in the ESV, the English Standard Version, it says, And he gave 
the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, the shepherds and teachers to equip the saints for the work of ministry, for building up the body of Christ until we all attain to the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God to mature manhood to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ. It would take more time to go through these verses and we will save that for the the next program. But it's important here that the reason for the fivefold ministry, or some would say fourfold, because uh, shepherds, which are pastors, are also teachers, so technically it's fourfold, is for the building up of the body of Christ. That means to help us understand who we are in Christ, to teach us the Word of God, to pray for us, to build us up, to equip us, so that we may go out with sufficient understanding to be able to spread the good news and to do the will and the works of the Lord, to continue his mission on this earth that he demonstrated to us, and to allow us to subdue the earth as we were told to do in Genesis chapter 1, verse 26. We are to continue to do that. Uh, But this will happen until, verse 13, until we all attain to the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God, to mature manhood, to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ. This is where I was speaking just a moment ago about growing up into him, growing up into Christ, being as Jesus, like Jesus, and much less of the person we used to be. We're supposed to be focusing on Jesus and not ourselves. Amen? And the reason for this, all of these verses here, is answered in the very next verse, verse 14, so that we may no longer be children tossed to and fro by the waves and carried about by every wind of doctrine, by human cunning, by craftiness in deceitful schemes. Rather, speaking the truth in love, we are to grow up in every way into him who is the head, into Christ, from whom the whole body, joined and held together by every joint with which it is equipped, when each part is working properly, makes the body grow so that it builds itself up in love. So you see, again, we are part of the body of Christ now. The believers, they are part of the body. And there are different parts of the body, just like a human body. There's different joints that are connected together. And we are all supposed to become, as Jesus is, so are we in this world. To the measure, verse 13, to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ. Verse 15, growing up into, uh, growing up in every way into him who is the head into Christ. Hopefully over the last few programs, you've begun to receive some revelation and new insight, even more than you understood before about your identity in Christ, because it's so important to understand who you are now. You're a brand new species that has never existed on the planet Earth before. You say, well, I look in the mirror and I look exactly the same. God did not change your body. He did not change your soul. He changed your spirit. 
you have a brand new spirit as a born-again believer. Your soul, you have control over that. It is your decision as to whether you are obedient to chapter 12, verse 2 of Romans, where Paul says, Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. We're supposed to be transformed. Even after we become born again, there is transformation that needs to occur. That is in your understanding. Because in Proverbs chapter 3, verse 5, it says, Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. So we see our understanding is skewed. It's incorrect about all everything, about God, about uh, the, the devil, about everything. Our understanding is skewed and wrong. We have to understand the truth. And that's why it's important to spend time in the Word, morning, noon, and night. Get it into you. Understand and understand who you are in Christ. Amen. We are on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash touch of God radio. Website is touchofgodradio.org. And if you need prayer, please contact Pastor Kevin 0708 332 117. That's 0708 332 117. And we will pray for you. In the meantime, I speak healing and wholeness over your bodies today in Jesus' name. I command life into your body from head to toe. I command all sickness and disease to go now, right now, in the name of Jesus, which is the name above all names. So all names of sickness and disease in your body, bow now, bow your knee to the name of Jesus, and leave these bodies of these people and never return in Jesus' name. Amen. Have a blessed week. God bless you.